Welcome to Get Go For It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, we've got a very interesting show today. We're going to be talking about nightmares with Stace Michaels. Um, and uh, it, her book is Nightmares, the Dark Side of Dreams and Dreaming. And she's also the author of A Little Bit of Dreams. So she's a dream expert. And, you know, we're always trying to figure out what our dreams are and what they mean and all of this. And she's going to help us unpack some of that so that we can further understand what spirit is telling us. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitive Since Birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you like the podcast, folks, please subscribe or put, you know, some stars up there. Okay. The more you do that, the more people we reach and the greater it is for everybody, excuse me, involved. Um, my guest today, Stace Michael, is it Stace or Stacy? Because I didn't ask you beforehand. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. I take any version, Monique. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And the actual name is Stasa. Uh, like oh, Stasa. Uh, Stasa, yeah. Okay. That's a, a Lithuanian cool. name, yeah. Oh. One of the Baltic countries that's been in the news lately. At least yes, my, parents, yes. my parents were from there. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, Stasa Michaels has three degrees in psychology and has written eight books on dreams. Two bestsellers are A Little Bit of Dreams and Nightmares, The Dark Side of Dreaming, Dreams and Dreaming. She taught uh, dreams and she taught drama. Hmm. She taught dreams in college and wrote a book on dream interpretation called A Modern Dream Analysis Course for Individuals, Groups, and Teachers. Well, first in psychology and mystic theory, Stasia, um, and I know I said that wrong, but I'll get it right eventually, uh, sees life as a spiritual journey where each adds their unique song to the great symphony of life. She once worked as a police analyst. Her tr new true crime novel called Justice Plays Roulette tells the story of a murdered bride, four confessions, and a jailed cop. 
and it blows the lid off police practices in America. And you can check her out at her website. I'm going to spell this for you. S-T-A-S-E-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S.com. Welcome. How wonderful to meet you, Monique, and to be here with you. Oh, it is so great to have you. And I don't know, you know, when I was looking at the book and I was looking at your name and it's like, Stace, that's so interesting. But your correct pronunciation of your name is so much more intriguing. Um, Do you have relatives involved with this mess over there in that part of the world right now? Yeah, we have lots of relatives and I've been texting them and emailing them. And right now, everyone there is okay. Uh Um. You know, and we're just kind of hoping it stays that way, but it's not looking good for the whole world at the moment. You know, I'm sure we're all kind of a little bit heartbroken at things that are happening. Yes, especially because of one man's greed, you know, it could be potentially the end of the world, you know, because of one man's greed. It's just like unbelievable to me. But maybe we'll talk about that in a moment because those people over there, you know, I I watch limited news because I get so distressed about it, but they have to be having nightmares. I mean, it's just like, oh, my goodness, you know, they're living a nightmare, a waking nightmare, if you will. Um. So your book, um, Nightmares, why is it that we have those nightmares? What happens in our consciousness where it kind of goes left or does it? Well, I think, you know, there's a few misconceptions about nightmares. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing is, you know, that nightmares are different from dreams. And I like to kind of think of them as a normal dream that has put on a costume, like a Halloween costume and a mask so that it looks scary and it looks like something we don't recognize and something strange. But just uh-huh. like if we were at a Halloween party, if we took the mask off and looked under the costume, we'd see, oh, I know so-and-so, that's an ordinary person, a friend, someone that I like. And mm-hmm. nightmares are dreams that are um, a product of something that we fear, something that has scared us or brings us anxiety. And so Mm -hmm. we we push it away. And because we're pushing it away, we kind of make it put on this mask and the scary costume, but it's still carrying a message that's helpful to us and a constructive message. So that's why I always say, if we can kind of open ourselves to staying calm and treating even a nightmare as if it's a conversation from a friend and we look behind the fear behind the mask we'll find a a message that still helps us and that's kind of the attitude I try to encourage but we get some nightmares are, are so harsh Yes, yes. And, and that, is, that is the truth. That is the truth. And so why does a nightmare get that intense and mm-hmm. strong? Well, one of the reasons is, you know, for those of us who are practiced dreamers, and I don't say dream analysts, I just say dreamers. If you're watching your dreams, then it's kind of like creating a path through a grass, a grassy knoll or forest, we create a path that's easy to come back and forth on it. We see the path. So dreams come through very easily. 
you don't use your dreams and you don't watch your dreams regularly, then your psyche, your soul, your spirit to get a message across has to put in a bit more energy. So um, you might not remember just a regular dream. So if something is important and wants to get a message across, the, mm -hmm. the symbols get more intense. The story gets more intense. So instead of walking down a road and then seeing a message, someone telling you something, you're now walking down um, a very stormy road with all kinds of goblins and ghosts and someone comes up to you with a knife about to attack you. So that makes you pay attention very intensely to, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming and there's a message. So the more intense the dream, the harder the psyche and the soul is working to get a message across to you. But it's also telling you that somehow you may need to be paying a bit more attention to your dreams because there are messages that are important for you to get through from your own soul. Hmm. Well, that's interesting because as a child, I had, um, as I'm going to say, age five to age nine, I had this recurring nightmare all the time. I was with my biological mother who had passed away. We were in a car, but the car was in the junkyard and we were about to be crushed. And then all of a sudden we were transported from there to a seashore but there were a whole lot of fish there and the fish looked like um, chicken breast. <laughs> you know, the underside of the chicken breast with the ribs. Yeah. They all looked like that. And then at, we'd end up back in this car thing, you know, in the junkyard. And I mean, it was the exact same dream to the point where I was almost afraid to go to sleep. Now, my biological mother had passed on at this point. So I never understood why. And then all of a sudden, you know, after years, it stopped. Why so that, do we have yeah. the repeating dreams and then all of a sudden it goes away? Yeah, and that, that sounds like a story that was kind of describing going from a place with um, something sudden that caused pain, like the car crash, to a uh -huh. place by the ocean that would normally be a place that's friendly and feels good. And yet there's these kind of strange creatures, these fish that look like chicken breasts, so we kind of don't recognize where we are. And it sounds to me like in that nightmare, you were actually at a soul level making a connection with your mother to the other side. But because, you know, of the images and mm -hmm. of your young age, you didn't quite understand that the connection was being made and it got scary. So it would disconnect and go back to where the car crash scene was. But you were kind of reaching out to her and almost making that connection. Um, and, and children do often have nightmares because we, we often forget that children do have a lot of anxieties and fears, which then do translate into nightmares, but they don't know how to put into words what makes them feel afraid or where their pain is. And, mm -hmm. um, but as adults, uh, when we get recurring nightmares, that's usually telling us, okay, now this is a really important message that isn't getting through. And it's the more it repeats, the more important it is, and the mm -hmm. more intense it, it gets. 
so for example, um, most of them can be about something that is an emotional pain or um, a tragedy that happened and we're still trying to digest it. Sometimes it's about a warning about something in the future. So let me give you an example and then show you what the signs are of an actual warning in a nightmare. Okay. Um, this man kept having a dream as a repeating dream that he was driving in his car. He was driving to work and he could see his normal streets that he was driving on and he would come to this intersection that he would recognize. And normally he would just drive through it. And, but in this dream, when he got to this intersection, as he started to drive through the intersection, a truck, a large truck, zoomed through and was about to crash into him and mm -hmm. do a terrible, tragic car crash. And in the dream, he's kind of just shocked and just waking up as the, as the truck is crashing into his car. Uh -huh. So he had this dream several times, three or four times, you know, over several months. Then one morning he was driving to work. And for some reason, he was at that intersection and he started to remember that dream that he had. And he said, oh, that's strange. It looks exactly like this intersection, exactly where I am right now. And it looks like the same weather. It's a sunny day and the sun is shining. And he was in a part of the country where it rained often, but this was a sunny day. Uh -huh. And the light turned green and he was about to go forward. And for some reason, he kind of took a deep breath and counted to 10 and he paused, even though the horns behind him were honking. Uh -huh. But something just in him paused. And sure enough, in those five and 10 seconds in which he paused, a truck ran through a red light. And where he would have been standing, it would have crashed right into him. Wow. So even though he had not understood that dream, which was a warning about a real event, uh -huh. something in his own unconscious self and his soul self understood and made him pause and kind of saved his life at that time. So a lot of um, repeated dreams are more psychological warnings, warnings about our state of mind. A man kept dreaming that a bomb kept going off in his house and he had dreamed several times and the bomb would destroy his home and his family. Then when he looked at what that meant, you know, sometimes uh, people will send a dream into my website and I, I do analyze them for free uh, because it helps people. And in this dream, we were talking about, okay, well, um, what could be threatening your home? Why would a bomb be going off in your home? Are you doing uh -huh. something that would threaten your home and your family? And he said, oh, by the way, uh, there was a woman he was working with and they were getting pretty chummy, pretty, pretty uh -huh. chummy. And he was kind of thinking, toying with the idea of starting an affair with her. Uh -huh. So his dream was coming up and saying, uh-oh, you know your standards are, your real ideal is you love your wife, you love your home and family. If you keep going in this direction, 
It's like a bomb going off. You're going to destroy your home. You're going to destroy your family. So that's where the dream was a warning more about his own state of mind and his own kind of temptation that he was starting to give into. So once he understood the dream, he could make the choice and decide, okay, was he going to protect his his home and family or was he going to give into his temptation? So this is what dreams do. Interesting. Dreams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you say um, in your book, you talk about two types of nightmares. Um, I thought there was only one kind, scary. <laughs> Whether they were foretelling the future or not, just frightening. So talk to us about the two different types of nightmares. Well, the, there's actually probably more like half a dozen kinds, but the two main kinds of nightmares mm-hmm. that we're mostly familiar with. Most of us are familiar with the kind that's based on fear or anxiety. You know. Um, you're working at a company and the company is bought out by someone else. And so they start to downsize and you're afraid that you'll be one of the people where who will be let go and you might lose your job. So you start dreaming about, you know, um, going to the ATM and you see that your bank account is empty. So those are kinds of anxiety nightmares based on fears, but there's mm-hmm. another kind of nightmare that's, just as common that we don't kind of name it. And that's a nightmare that kind of confronts you about you. For example, it it confronts us about our own limitations, um, our our own shortcomings. For example, um, if you keep dreaming about this drunk, this drunk person who keeps falling on the street and keeps shouting at you and you know you kind of don't like this drunk but you can't seem to get rid of him Uh It, it might be a question or a suggestion or a hint about your own drinking habits um you might think that you're in control but are you are you crossing the lines there where you might turn into a regular drunk or someone who drinks too much of course keeping in mind that dreams do often exaggerate to make their point so Uh it doesn't mean that you're there yet but it might be warning you what will happen if you continue in that direction or for example um this was a, a true nightmare a woman had who who called me about it and um she was a newlywed they had been married just a couple of years and they, she was madly in love with her husband but they were both very strong personalities and occasionally you know they'd have a little clash and uh-huh. after uh, so one morning or one night she had a dream and she had a dream that she was looking at her face which was normally you know clear and you know nice looking face and there was this huge ugly pimple on it and in the dream it burst with ugly pus and all these little worms came up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so so she was saying it scared her. So she she said, well what does this dream mean? And I said, well, okay, let's look at it. It's an it's an image about a quote ugly outburst. So what's been going on? And she said, oh, instantly she knew the night before or the evening before she had this 
ugly fight with her husband. And she uh-huh. said a few words to him that were really not so nice. You know, she, she, she was way too hard on him and said things that she regretted, but she hadn't apologized yet. And the dream was showing her what her outburst looked like. And often that's what dreams do. They show us what our behavior actually looks like. We think we're doing fine. We know we're standing up for ourselves, and which is well and good. But if we're overdoing it, if we're crossing the line, a dream can show us what that looks like. So the dream was suggesting to her, oh, you went a little bit too far. You know, it's time to... Um, make nice and apologize so that it doesn't leave any long-term scars on what is already a good relationship. Uh So those are the the two main kinds, the ones based on fears and the ones that kind of are a mirror about ourselves. And why do they become nightmares? Because it's very scary to have a look at our own faults and limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the movie in Star Wars where um, Luke Skywalker is walking through the deep, dark forest and he's searching for his father. And he suddenly comes across Darth Vader in this forest. And he's shocked and terrified. And he pulls off the mask of Darth Vader. And mm-hmm. it turns out that it's his father that he's been looking for. And how scary was that? And kind of our our nightmares about our own limitations are like that. We kind of are meeting ourselves, meeting our own limitations. And it's hard on our ego. But we only have dreams like that because by nipping something in the butt that could become a worse limitation or fault, we then release our energy, our energy to do good and to develop our talents more rather than kind of shutting ourselves down more and limiting ourselves more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting, or in my estimation, at least interesting question for you. People, sometimes people say, well, I don't dream or I don't remember dreams. Is it possible to have nightmares that you either just don't remember or they're there kind of like running in the background, but your consciousness won't let you take a look? Yeah, 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 it's a good point. Yeah, Um, we absolutely can shut out our dreams and we can shut out our nightmares, sometimes kind of deliberately because we don't really want to know, but we know that we, something there that we should know. But a Uh a lot of the times though, it's because we just aren't paying attention to our inner self. You know, um, or we're, we do connect to our inner self, but in different ways. Not everyone does it through dreams. Um, however, um, even if you don't remember a dream, sometimes there can be leftover feelings or thoughts or ideas. And even those help us. So if you wake up in the morning and you have a new thought, Um, It could be a creative idea or a solution to a problem that's a leftover of a dream message that gave you that solution. Or it can be something like a feeling. So if you're feeling sad or blue, it could be a leftover dream that kind of said, 
oh, maybe I wasn't so happy with what I've been doing lately or some decisions that I've been making. I've been letting myself kind of um, not live up to my own expectations. So you wake up you know, a little bit blue. You're not living up to your own ideals or goals. But if you wake up feeling happy and you're feeling good, it's kind of like you may not remember your dream, but it's a pat on the back from your own inner self and your soul self saying, okay, I'm on the right track. I'm doing well. So we don't always remember our dreams, but people like Edgar Casey, who was um, mm-hmm. the healer and the, the psychic in Virginia Beach, who's very famous, um, mm-hmm. mentioned to us that, in fact, using your dreams is one of the easiest and the clearest way to stay in touch with our own soul and our spirit and our messages from within our inner self and our soul. And I believe that because of those who have tried the five steps that I outline in my books and which is free on my website, um, mm-hmm. who have tried it, have often said, you know, this isn't so hard to do. And that's what I keep saying. People think it's hard to analyze your dreams, whether it's a regular dream or a nightmare. And I keep trying to say, uh, you know what? It's really not that hard. It's really quite easy. If you can learn to drive a car, um, it becomes second nature. As soon as you see where the controls are, you learn a few rules of the road, and then mm-hmm. you don't even think about it. It's automatic. And it's the same thing with dreams and dream analysis. If you can get these little five steps going on a dozen dreams, and you get the answer and it kind of goes, wow, this is a real message. I really see what it's trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, then it becomes automatic. And the other thing I caution people is, you know, it's very tempting to, to buy one of these dream dictionary books and look something up and say, okay, yes, that's where I was going to ask you next. Yes. There you go. Uh, you know, look up what does a witch mean oh a witch is casting a spell or someone trying to do something bad to you um i have some bad news these dream dictionaries can never just about never tell you what your dream really means yeah once in a while they'll kind of hit the ballpark the area Mm -hmm. it's kind of Mm -hmm. like even a clock that has stopped is right once every 24 hours, you know? (laughs) Uh But most of the time, really these dream dictionaries are just a stab in the dark. They can't tell you what your dream means because your dreams are based on your own memories, what a symbol means to you. For example, a witch to one person might mean something very scary. Uh Uh, To another person, a witch can be Um, something that they remember from a fairy tale where there was a good witch who helped people. Uh So it's all in what it means to you or someone may love dogs because, and dogs are a best friend and they've been a wonderful pet. So dreams about a dog are always about something loyal or friendship, but someone who was bitten by a dog um, whether as a child or if they're mailmen, and they develop a fear of dogs, then a dream about a dog is not necessarily a happy message. It might be a message about, okay, 
what is scaring you or what to look out for that could be something that could come back and bite you as a metaphor. You know, so that's why um, people don't like to hear it, but I always say a dream dictionary really doesn't work. Okay. In your book, you talk about visits from a dead person in a dream, of course, who needs prayer. Talk to us about that, because I think sometimes when we dream about someone who's crossed over, we're not necessarily thinking that they need something. It's like all about us. Oh, that's a fantastic question. Yes, that doesn't come up very often. Yeah, a lot of dreams about people who have died can be actual visits from that deceased loved one or dead person. And Mm -hmm. often they're just a message, you know, to remind us that they still love us, or they want to remind us that there is an eternity and we don't have to be afraid. They will still be there uh, when our time comes, they will be there to greet us. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're often uh, a dream about a dead loved one is a real experience that we remember as a dream because A dream is your only tool and vehicle of memory as we're asleep. But then what you bring up is supposing you dream of an uncle or an aunt um, or sometimes even a parent who was not such a good person. They might have been an alcoholic. Um, They might have been an abuser in some way or another. Um, or they might have been just a person who was um, very mentally unstable uh, in their own ways. Um, and I know even of people who have told me they've dreamt of a parent who actually killed someone or killed someone in their family. So mm-hmm. when dreams of these people come around, what we have to remember is that just because they have died doesn't mean that they're instantly in a good place like heaven um, uh-huh. and that they're in a place where um, they're protected and already on a path to, let's say, eternity. Sometimes, especially if they're confused or have done something wrong or even those who have committed suicide and they're afraid they'll be damned forever, their own uh-huh. fears or their own bad habits kind of lock them in the earth. Uh, when we die, it it's, seems from what I understand is we see the light. Either a person comes to us and leads us to the light, or we see the light and we go to it. But those who have died under, let's say, more challenging or negative circumstances may not see the light. So they become trapped. And if you keep dreaming about them, a troubled person, they may need your prayer. And what you do is you pray for them to be surrounded by the love of God, the love of the divine, and that they, in this surrounding by love, that they will see the light and that they follow the light. And as you keep surrounding them with that prayer and that light, those dreams will disappear and they will find their way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
I, I think that a lot of people have this type of dream uh, nightmare. Um, family members, you know, you, you you dream something horrific has happened to a family member. And a family member, you could have a good relationship. Everything's just fine. But you dream that something really bad has happened to them or a beloved pet that's still, you know, on this side of the uh, rainbow bridge. Um, how can we, well, number one, is it, important to get that dream out of your psyche or is it important to figure out what the message underlying message is behind that well from my own experience you know other people might say differently but in my experience in working with many types of people and and these dreams and nightmares it goes away when you get the message, when you welcome the message or these kinds of dreams behind it and uh-huh. always approach it without fear, whatever the dream is, approach them without any fear because somewhere in there, it's either an invitation to pray for something, to pray for a situation because sometimes the dream can be about that actual person or it can be uh-huh a metaphor about ourselves or someone else that we love or a situation around us. For example, a woman kept dreaming that a work associate of hers was killed and and was in a very bad situation and and, um, was losing their life. So Uh we talked about the dream and it turns out And in this dream, she was trying to help them, reaching out to help them. So um, we talked about it. And it turned out that this co-worker was an associate, was a friend. She didn't know extremely well, but she knew, in fact, had cancer and was about to take a leave of absence. And Mm -hmm. so... I said, well, the dream is kind of, it's a nightmare as if they can die. But sometimes death is often a metaphor about a large change or a sudden change um, Uh or an unexpected event. So the fact that she was dying was, the associate was dying, sounded like a message that, okay, this was a sudden, unexpected turn of events for her. Mm-hmm. And not a happy one, you know, about dealing with cancer. But because mm-hmm. she was reaching out in the dream trying to help her, I said to her, well, is there something you can do? What can you do to help her? And she said, well, I can make sure that the job stays open for her so that when she recovers, that job will not be given away and it will still be there for her. So mm-hmm. I said, well, it sounds as if the dream is an invitation for you to do that and that the dream helped you to see what she was feeling that this was such a sudden event that felt like death like a sudden change and um it didn't mean that she would die it just showed you how it felt for her how sad it made her but that you'll help her greatly by making assuring her that she will have a job to come home to or to come back to rather Mm -hmm. so that's how sometimes these dreams can work as i say there's many different examples but 
those those are kind of different ways. Um, or this woman kept dreaming, for example, as as a nightmare that she and her husband were driving in a car and they were driving around this cliff. Um, mm-hmm. And as they turned a sharp corner, they were crashing into the cliff and her husband died and she was terrified. So often when we dream of, of a loved one who dies, that's the most terrifying kind of dream. And those are the kinds I often get on my website, people asking me to have a look at. So when we talked mm-hmm. about it, it turned out that her husband was in good health and um, they did like to drive, but they didn't drive on places like that. So it didn't sound mm-hmm. like it was anything true to life. So we looked mm-hmm. at it as a metaphor. And I said, well, what, what could possibly be there as a possibility that would be like a sudden event for him? And she said, oh, well, he has been gaining weight. He's in the last year or two, he's gained quite a bit of weight and we have been talking about his blood pressure and going to see a doctor and I said well it sounds like the dream may well be a hint that it's time for him to take a look at his health go see a doctor check in on his blood pressure and his weight etc because Uh if he didn't his health could crash there could be something like a heart attack or something else as more like a sudden negative event or a crash, but not literally, but it could be about his health. And she said, well, that sounds more like uh, what would be real in their lives. And that's what you always remember. A dream is about your life. It's not just a story. So it has to resonate with something that's going on, unless it's a dream about the future, And when it's about the future, it may not resonate yet. But here's a clue to to knowing that it's something about the future. Often in the dream, there'll be something that you're kind of saying, well, I'm not sure about this. It seems as if um, you're kind of rejecting the story and saying, really? You know, there's something about the future that makes you kind of step back because it's still in the future. So when you're kind of asking yourself, could this be real? It could be something that's still coming up around the future. You don't recognize it yet. Uh Interesting. I I, I say interesting because I had a dream um, like that. I had a dream that uh, my father, who's been gone for over 50 years, um, he came to me in a dream. He was the wrong color. He looked really sick and he was really mean. And my father and I were very close and I can't even remember a real life episode when he was really mad at me like he was in this dream. And I couldn't um, I couldn't fathom it. It's like, why are you being so mean to me? So I was talking to my sister who happened to have a dream about dad the same night, different scenario, but the bottom line was the same. He was mean to her too. So um, I'm trying to figure out what it means. And then after a while, um, I was new car shopping at the time and I wanted um, a certain car that um, I ended up not getting um, because I needed my husband's um, um, 
money. <laughs> okay, the bottom line. Uh, great credit, but I don't save crap. So um, I, I talked to my husband about it and everything was always a little, of course, you know, we can't afford it. And, you know, I talked to him again and he said, okay. And then when he found out what the price of the car was at the closing table, he decided not to sign the papers. So you talk about embarrassment and me being oh, me. Yeah. And I equated that with his meanness because he knew he wasn't going to go through with it in the first place. My husband's pretty pragmatic. Um I equated my father's meanness to my husband being quote unquote mean. Now I did get another car and it's brand new and da 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 da. But it just, yeah. you know, I was able to put those two together. I think and you're it was exactly my, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my my sister, who again, you know, she had a different type of dream, and um, her dream ended up in real life being that her car broke down. That was all around cars. <laughs> her car broke down at a point where it wasn't the safest neighborhood for her to be in but she ended up you know being safe she says for whatever reason she goes I just asked daddy to help me and I was safe so it's just go. amazing how you can you know think about these um have these dreams and think about the meaning but the meaning will become apparent to you if you pay attention now guys listeners uh Stasia, is it Stasia that's perfect yeah. Okay. She has offered to give our listeners free dream analysis. You go to her website and that's S-T-A-S-E-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S dot com. And um, you go to the drop down menu and you will see free dream analysis. Fill that out. Okay. You have to give your email because how else is she going to contact you to tell you about your dream? But she will interpret your dream for you absolutely free and send you the results. And I really appreciate her for that. And the book Nightmares, The Dark Side of Dreams and Dreaming, it's um, a pocketbook, what I call it. Ladies, you can put it in your purse and, and just, you know, pull it out when you've got some time to read. Um, it's full of uh, great information about dreams. I call them case histories, real stories of what happened with people in dreams so you can equate it to your life. Now, Stasia, when we go to your uh, website, what else are we going to find there? Well, there's there's lots of stuff. There's um, um, You can look at dreams that by topic, for example, if you want to see what, what do dreams about a dog mean or about dying mean uh -huh. or about a wedding or love. So there's a library of dreams to look up. There's uh -huh. also all the information that you could want about dreams and dreaming, including the five steps that I mentioned uh, of how to interpret your dream. And as I say, please, by all means, go and learn how to use your dreams because I like to shout it from the rooftops. It can be one of the best tools you'll have through life to get your own insight. The best answers you have are the ones you get from within your own self. And God bless. Yes, that that really goes true across all spectrums, folks. It truly does. Our time is almost up. Could you share a pearl of wisdom that you would like to leave with our uh, listeners regarding dreams? Okay, well, one idea that people sometimes haven't heard, which I love to quote, is that we pre-dream 
everything important that happens to us. And that comes from Edgar Casey, again, the seer of Virginia Beach. And mm-hmm. I have found that to be true in my life. And from what I can see, it's true for others. But to notice those dreams about what's coming up in your future, you have to be watching your dreams. So that's an incredible plus for watching your dreams. Thank you. And I've found that paying attention to your dream also raises your consciousness. Okay. So, you know, folks, if you're truly on your path and you want to embrace all that you are in this um, time here on earth, you know, get the book Nightmares um, because it's it's not scary at all. It gives you a lot of information. Um, It's a pretty quick read and it's, I, I call it a reference book. Okay. It's a very little reference book that you can, you know, refer back to you and it will help you through life. So thank you so much for being my guest today. I greatly appreciate it. My true pleasure, Monique. Likewise. And guys, uh, audience, thank you for, you know, hanging in here with us and listening um, as we collectively get over it. And I'm truly honored and I appreciate everyone's time and attention. And remember, the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of understanding your nightmares. Abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape.